And the reality is, I hope everybody realizes today that every single person can achieve. They just need the right person to aid, unlock them and also support them, which is what they're obviously getting through from your, from your client base and journey. They can be a brilliant leader if they actually know their natural profile. So if they're aware of themselves and they're aware of their shortfalls and how they can be very domineering and pushy and, and step over people, you know, they can push themselves through something and step over and climb over everybody and not even have an understanding that they people hurt somebody. And I think that's the key thing that you talk about there because much of this is unconscious to them, not realizing the impact they're having. Hey guys, I love that you're listening to this podcast. In case you didn't know, we have a video version of this podcast on our YouTube channel completely free if you want. If not, I hope you enjoy the show. Suki, you're a third generation in property, the family being here, buying property since uh, 1934, probably amongst the first Asians in the UK. And uh, so you've pretty much grown up with a uh, property and three, maybe four recessions you've uh, seen and experienced. Oh, yes, Satch. Thank you very much for having me on the call for a start. Thank you. Um, that's actually, I think, through the family, we've, we've, I've seen personally myself, I think, um, you know, in the 80s, the 90s, uh, you know, a late noughties, as we all know, the 2008. And hopefully, we're not going to have such an impactful now, but there is something happening in the marketplace, as we all know. So, yeah, yeah, we're very, very lucky. And our elders have been here since, the, well, they originally came, my original grandfathers and grandfathers, because in case you're listening and trying to work out what I'm actually saying to you, grandfathers in the Asian subcontinent, what we do is we call our grandfather and his brothers, which would be allocated or identified as great uncles. We still call them grandfathers. So they all sort of came circa 1934. Historically, we're, you know, we're a family from uh, way back in the subcontinent of India, Punjab in specific. Um, so yeah, we've been in business for quite some time. So you've experienced a lot of change and turbulence in the market, opportunities when prices have gone through the roof and they've collapsed. And so you understand some of these cycles. And one of the challenges you see in the, the current climate is where, you know, we were talking about this earlier off camera, there's huge opportunities about to present themselves in the property space and they don't come around very often. But yet people are very fearful of actually taking the steps to, to benefit from that, maybe change their lives uh, in a rare opportunity that will, that will arise. And you, you're known as the unlocker. What do you think it is that blocking the, the thinking of, moving forward uh, when the opportunity is literally just about to present themselves to us. So within, you know, Saj, one of the key things we've got to remember is actually, in my humble opinion, unlocking a human's potential, which is one of the key things to know, and whether they're in property, whether they're in a family relationship, whether they're trying to find a life partner, whether they're trying to install within their family, the key is themselves. Now, there's plenty of philosophies out there that talk about 80% psychology, um, in success within business. The reality of life is that, of course, that's a part of it. And it is actually a major part. It's 80% of the brain, the function, the mindset, the inner belief. All of these are built upon evidence within one's human nature. So in you know, the near on 13,000 hours that I've been speaking and educating people as well, I, I, I try to share the reality of you need to have small wins that you can constantly keep understanding and achieving and ticking off to say that I've actually achieved something moving forward. But specifically, you just mentioned about people taking that first step. I was just reading, I mean, in a brilliant studio with yourself and I'm reading your own things out a year from now, you'll wish you had started today. 
And that's one of the key things. And I think that, that quote is so powerful, Satch, that there is no time better than now. Now is the time when you've got to take action. It doesn't matter whether you're in, there's, there's money to be made in property. If you're talking about property specifically, yeah. that's what it is. It's the big property podcast. There is money to be made in property wherever you are in whichever cycle of recession. Yeah. And now we, we know you've been around for long, as long as I have, maybe even longer. Um, the cycles are natural and they happen consistently, you know, cyclically every 10 to 12 years. Yeah. You'll have a little downturn and you can make money on the way down mm. as well as on the way up. Yes, absolutely. Because on the way down, people get a bit nervy mm. and then you can pick up deals quite well. And on the way up is when they've actually already run out of money. So then you get the rice, the nice pick off the cherries deals. But um, we can we can take this into psychology if you wanted to. Yes, your call. I think I think that's really interesting. I, I, right now, I'm running a, a training program on helping find uh, deals, and a lot of it is the, the lead generation is easy. You identify where somebody might might be motivated. Then a lot of it is the the psychology of the conversations you have, trying to understand what the pain points are. How can you create a solution that works? So I think a psych, the psychology is a key aspect mm-hmm. of getting results in uh, in property. I'm a big fan of that. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to take it further, understand what stops people moving forward and getting the results they want. Brilliant question. Do you know, first thing, I'm really humbled that I'm here to be able to talk to you and your audience and your students about this uh, concept because it isn't that easy for an oxymoron. It isn't that hard either. Mm-hmm. You know... If I could just start a little bit about human psychology and psychometrics, that's what I tend to be talking about in these days. I support an awful lot of educators and trainers on the planet. We talk about how their students are progressing and how they're getting on. But the reason why I plug in a lot with this information is because of the fact that we talk about human psychology full stop. Yeah. Because the blocker, the limiting belief, is spawned from within. We're the ones who brigade this up. Now, I'm bringing to you knowledge, which isn't, I suppose, maybe brand new, but for me it is. Um, but I do believe in the ultimate uh, maker, and I believe in the divine. So wherever it is, our experiences, our gifts to be able to recall the information, make it useful to the people, is key in life. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it um, in the coffee shop, and we were talking that it's so important to be helpful to the people, and, and the rest, the universe takes yeah. over. Yeah. So in context, there are kind of like, four, I could say, four types of styles of human being. Psychology, psychometrics, which is kind of like a spiritual and psychological assessment of an individual and where they are in their journey, where they are themselves. We have, if I could just share very openly with, I'll use the framework of DISC, but the reality is it's, I I teach a methodology called the Synibus Method, which is something that I've devised with, with divine gratitude. And it's about using the framework of DISC to understand yourself. Before I go into that, I'll share to yourself just a little bit about how important it is to understand yourself. Yes. Just as a, as a clarification for those that may not be familiar with DISC, uh, maybe explain a little bit how, what the profiling is and how it works. Wonderful. Yes, absolutely. Great, great lead. Um, the first key thing is, if I can just liken this and give you an assimilation, that if you sat in a sat in a car, and inputted the satellite navigational destination. So I've left from Peterborough today to come to Solinghill today. So I've put the navigational address in, and as naturally, you just jump in your car and you're following the navig. You trust the navigation, you trust the road map, as we call it, 
um, to take that journey forward. There's a hidden action, because I've come from a background of car audio as well, and we were in the earlier stages in the 90s of how actual sat analysis started to function. So there's something that there's a hidden action which we need to learn from. The sat-nav itself requires to plot your noun. It's hidden that when you put in your destination, it can't get to the destination. The wheel keeps spinning until you put in the destination of noun, and that's what it's doing secretly. And so it's wherever you are, it's saying, oh, you're in this corner, and this is where you're trying to go. So like a start and an end. Yes. So in context, if I can share, the sat sat nav satellite navigation cannot function without the first coordinate. Where's the last right now? Where you are, right? Yeah. So it doesn't know where you are. It can guess there. Also, sort of like I, I shared this on stage quite a lot when I said, "Well, if you go to a territorial army individual and ask them, say, can you, you know, can you take me over here?' They'll say, "Yes, sir," and then they'll stand there looking at you. And the purpose of the conversation is that they're going to say, "Well, I get it, but we're missing a coordinate. Can you tell me, like, kind of where I am now?" That's where I need to be, so I can get you there. We don't learn from this because that's the natural way of moving forward. Most of us just go running into it, or we don't step on the ladder because there's a certain element of not really understanding one's ability, one's ability to be able to deliver um, the results required, which is profitability through, well, through retail, through real estate, even helping other people's brains. So if I can rewind back the DISC, what is the purpose of DISC? What's the purpose of the psychometric assessment? In our inner and outer worlds, we have an inner world which is hidden inside of us. We think, feel, understand, we digest in our own unique way. Every human being, yes, we're not a bit different, we're not all the same, we're not all exactly the same. Absolutely. And then on the other side, we have a, a show persona which people have called an avatar. So we go out in the world and we become something something different. I'm actually like this, like yourself, why I'm humbly here, is we're both kind of the same off or on. Yeah. Maybe I'll slow my conversation down, maybe my tonality changes. But my integrity is the same on or off the stage. When I'm speaking to a child, my own children, or whether I'm speaking to somebody who's a med your Your default state is the same. Is the same. Yes. Most psychometric assessments forget to teach you about yourself. They forget to teach you your start point, mm. who am I. They'll tell you your profile or your avatar of what you need to be or mm. what you need to be for work, this the profile require, but all of them are a bit like destinations without yeah. the start point. So if I could, if I uh, use the analogy of, uh, and this is something I experienced when I started in property, I'd be sitting at events, I'd be listening to a speaker talking about they're doing HMOs and making a thousand pound a month at, and I'm hearing that and I'm thinking, I want to be like that or I want that without understanding actually, uh, could could I be the right person for that, that path and what's required? Yes, exactly that. And the reality is, I hope everybody realizes today that every single person can achieve. They just need the right person to a, unlock them and also support them, which is what they're obviously getting through from your, from your client base and journey. In education. So, if I can just identify the th the four stages or the four profiles, yeah, the disc for yeah, the people listening. Yeah, for all the people listening. So, disc basically is a human psychometric process. It's an identifier of 
D stands for dominancy. I stands for influencer. C st S stands for stability. And C stands for compliance, but also known as conscientiousness. So if I can give you all those four profiles, then we can probably see how that works for your audience today. Because this is the true unlock. If I don't know myself, I don't know why I've got these certain habits, and then I'm forever trying to repattern my habits. And I know you had a little touch about that earlier on. Um, and with myself, I've been very lucky and very humbled to have been a part of the Wahiwala sort of uh, dynasty, which has allowed me to evolve and be myself all the time. And I've always had a very strong holding of who am I and the the framework that I've got to adorn to the world. Is that right? Yeah. So dominancy is what we call an individual who is very highly strung, very um, highly geared. And this is a really going for high octane, get out there. They don't necessarily, they're not high end talkers. They don't chat too much. They tend to keep themselves to themselves. But the identifier here is, is they don't do detail too well. Mm. They are absolutely on end goal always. They want to know the end destination, how to get there. So they're, they're focused on that's what I need to get to and not worried about how I'm going to get there and what the details are in what's involved in getting there. So who might require to nudge out of the way to get there? Truly spot on. That's it. You've got that person spot on. And that comes from experience of speaking to people. I can see in your in your validation there. So a dominant individual tends to be an end goal leader. They have certain keywords, and I talk about this in some of my psychometric educational trainings, when they get a person get very detailed to understand how they can identify the psychology of something just by listening to them or even by looking at them uh, in some way. So that could be the words they're using, the language they use. Yeah. That's exactly right, yeah. So the words, so they all use things like, what's the end goal? Mm. Uh, they have an in what we're trying to achieve here, where we're going. Yes. What I'll do is I'll, I'll profile them. And if it helps you, yeah. I'll, the audience, I'll actually give you some secrets, which I don't usually give on okay. public podcasts. It's usually on the training floor. Yeah. But um, I think you've got the right audience here. People who in this room who, who want to understand why they possibly haven't taken action. And more importantly, how they should step up and take a communication with yourself, because I find you very integrous in your journey you. uh, with gratitude. So in... In principle, the dominant individual's end goal, they can be seen as quite a leader. That doesn't mean they're a great leader. Mm -hmm. It just means they can be seen as a leader. Um, they can be a brilliant leader if they actually know their natural profile. So if they're aware of themselves and they're aware of their shortfalls and how they can be very domineering and pushy and, and step over people, you know, they can push themselves through something and step over and climb over everybody and not even have an understanding that they've even hurt somebody. And I think that's the key thing that you talk about there because much of this is unconscious to them, not realizing the impact they're having. And what we're talking about here is by recognizing those things and where your weaknesses could mm -hmm. potentially be as well. Saj, actually, you just, you, you just absolutely clarified the point of unconscious. Mm -hmm. This is all of what we're talking about is unconscious until the, the, sh the torch has been shined. Yes. So it's in a dark room and you're guessing at the world. You're guessing at yourself. Mm -hmm. So these sort of things are what create shortfalls and they create these insecurities in life for us to get over. This is what we're trying to clarify today that how is it that I could move myself further forward? So in those principles, the dominant, as I said, I cover again, if I may, uh, they're an end goal. They tend to be uh, seen as a good leader. But if they can't calibrate people around them because they don't mean anything to them, um, they're not a part of their journey, they, they tend to be quite useless leaders because they all, they'll burn bridges very quickly. Yes. Missing out of all the 
enormous opportunity now by tapping into people around them. Yeah. I mean, actually, humility is not natural to them. You know, egotistical yes. views yeah. are, are, are being a natural state. They don't, they're so uh, strong by these conversations, they don't even see anybody else's version of the world. So if you're thinking about property investment, they tend to want to be the first and that property deal. They want to be grabbing the property straight away. They don't want to be sharing it with anybody. They don't care whether they uh, hook or crook or get to the end goal. And those sort of people are very nice. I mean, they, they can be good at this as a leader. But if we can just install just a little bit of the other three profiles into them. But by the way, every single human being is all four profiles. Yes. All we're looking for is the schematic or the, the uh, tendencies and how much of each... The, the velocity, the volume yeah, control. Lean more towards one style than the other. As I said, they, they, they all exist within all people. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. They exist in everybody. And what we're trying to do is you're trying to sort of do a simple assessment, half an hour or so, and you come away with a clear profile of what you can do. That basically unlocks you to be able to take the action and realize why you don't do certain things. So somebody who's a dominant might have a, they'll, they'll take, a, take you up straight away and say, yes, I want to be that person and we'll start today. They'll have no hindrance. They'll be like, come on, I'm in, let's go. Sometimes what we call the immediate action takers. Immediate action takers, yes. And they'll be, let's go, come on. Saj, what do I do first? And more importantly, whoever that person is, they'll be like, let's do it, come on, let's go. And they'll be roaring people up and let's go, right? But once they've started, they're not a team player. Yeah. They tend to be solopreneurs. They tend to want to go on their own route. And they'll bring people along with them if it's beneficial to them. So at the end, if you can just remind me, I'll talk to you about this, this, the kind of like the rhetorical question that goes through each one of these four profiles, which is really going to help your audience understand themselves better. Yeah. A rhetorical means they can't erase it. It's actually inbuilt. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about habits, which is why I stand separate to most people saying habits, yes, of course, you can constantly create good habits, good frameworks that serve me. The challenge comes that why is it that we go back to another habit is because that's your natural profile. Yeah. So the ha often the habits can just be at a superficial level. It has really ingrained them inside you to change the way you behave. Yeah. And and some things, Saj, they change you because it uh, seems to align with you. You know, something you say, something we're talking about today, may really resonate with somebody who's listening today. And then they turn around and say, do you know what? I think I really want to work with this team. You know, I'm up. Let's go. They may not be a, an action taker, which is what the, the dominant D is. So they, 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 they're not sensitive to others are D. Yeah? They're not sensitive to other people's feelings uh, if they aren't aware they're a dominant D. Because if they are, they can run a self-check, if you understand. So there's the D. I'm going not too detailed. We can come back onto it as well. We have an I profile. So these are profiles, you could say, like an avatar. So your dominant D is somebody who is a go-getter, um, start fearlessness, and this could also be a phase in your life. Mm -hmm. The key here is your unconsciousness, your unconscious natural state doesn't tend to change mm -hmm. throughout the whole of your years. Mm -hmm. If you're a if you're a person who's a go getter, you'll make a few more errors than other people without detail. But once you've taken the errors, you've got also a higher chance of them succeeding because you have a, an eighty percent belief in yourself. You know that higher mindset we were talking about. So the I, the second profile, is the I in disc the I. I being an influencer. So now let's describe an influencer. An influencer tends not to want to be the first, like a D, but they do want to be a part of the party. They also are very high octane, truly optimistic. Both the D and the I do not do detail. Yeah. And they're a great starter. And do we need those starters on team? Yes, we do. 
They're the ones who are the first people to sign up on any of your courses. They'll be there today and they'll trust you to move forward. Um, rightly so in your case, but I've seen many other trainers in the marketplace who are not so trustworthy and they still, they absorb and ex possibly exploit this profile. So the I influencer tends to be very trusting, very optimistic, um, a very high octane for the energy, but they go through what these we call ups and downs, a bit like profiting that's emphasized in 10 years, but they'll go through ups and downs because they've kind of expected something of people and that hasn't shown up or they haven't delivered. And they're no longer needed as a part of a team mm -hmm. because you only need these starters to start, not to finish, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. But then they're not, they're not completers. Yeah. So, they, so in a, uh, if, if they're, for example, if they're getting started in property, they'll get excited, they get energized because they've learned about something new and they'll rush to, to start, to set, the fizzle runs out very quickly. Exactly that. So why does the fizzle run out? Because actually they don't know themselves yet. They don't know that they're actually made for being a part of a team and they don't know that they're actually the starter to, to get that first gear movement going. And they're not necessarily the person who's going to deliver or close or complete. But as long as they can get that right, they're okay. The dominant D and the influential I, again, these are just profiles, are what we classify as extroverted energies. And that extroversion means that they require other people to reboot themselves, to re-energize. So if they're feeling lost, disconcerted in any way, you pop them in a grump and they're up on their feet again. Now the D will be looking for the next secret that they're going to push forward and be first at winning the race. And the I will be there saying, oh, great, that sounds amazing. I, I trust you. Let's go. And off they go. So they're very extroverted energy. So they recharge themselves in the company of others. And people who are listening today may be listening and thinking, that's me. That's the whole purpose of this conversation. And once we can hopefully, um, by the end of this uh, particular video, you'll be able to understand, say, that's me. And now I would like to take action in a specific way. So they're extroverted. Now we come to the introverted energies. And the two S and the C are introverted energies, which mean that they will recharge themselves solo. They like to be on their own. And they like to possibly read a book, go for a walk, be within nature. And these are the kind of things. More reflective, much more self-reflective. And they're less likely to take a whim, you know, to take a, an action without detail. So your D, I, they take actions without too much detail. They don't need overload. Yeah. And I'll I'll also tell you a little bit of an impact code, which I've shared to a lot of trainers and a lot of educators and people out there later if we get the time. And this basically means that you can connect with every single human being in every conversation. Mm -hmm. So the S energy, who is that? The S energy tends to be the person whose state, hence why they call stability. They look for grounding. They look for balance. They're very emotional individuals. They tend to care for the people. Super supporters from heart, not for getting any brownie points. Yes. They just, uh, they will think and they'll be sitting in your room, Sanch, or on this podcast listening, and their contemplation would be, okay, so how can I help a family member, a child, a husband, a best friend? So they're, they're thinking more of somebody else, yeah. and they'll do anything to support the person. They're always in a state of serving, yes. often to the detriment of themselves. Beautifully said, and I'm very, very... Uh, Cove, 
I, I agree fully with what you just said there. They will always have a detriment to themselves, always. And the only time they tend not to is when it's really rock bottom, when they've got to recharge themselves and they've got to move themselves further forward. And they're, they're very honest in their outcome, very eco-centric. They like to conserve. They like to not be abrasive. Um, brilliant supporters. You know. By the way, any company, any of your groups, as they slowly, slowly amalgamate together, your trainees, your mentees, and people in the, the journey of property, you'll always find that you need all four energies yeah. in a corporate business. I've come from corporate as well as that's uh, uh, independent solopreneuring. You're requiring all four energies. We are all four. But at what time and what's our natural state? Yeah. Um, our tendency of, of uh, distraction comes from when we get constantly distracted when we're not running in our natural vein or not aware of it. Yeah. And this is why the unlock state comes in. And if I just jump quickly, by the way, and these S energies are truly honest, loving, caring individuals. Yeah. There's no alternative agenda with them. They haven't got. You know, the, the other two can accidentally happen. Yeah. Again, if they don't know, they can be purposeful as a D. Yes. Um, the I tends to just want to be center of attention. They want to be, you know, cared about. They want to be level. They want to be on the energy. And then you've got yes energy who wants basically to kind of make sure the room's okay. Has everybody got enough water? Is there is the air conditioning good enough? Is the temperature good? And um, has everything been um, been handled properly? Yeah. Are there any customer services issues? I'll deal with all those things. And by the way, this is not in a situation of hiring or lowering any one of these four. We're all four. And we need all four. It's not one is better than the other. Yes. That's They're it. just different makeups of the world as yeah. human beings, how we are. Ways of seeing the world, different yeah. filters. Um, but those filters are natural. And what we need to do is to pick it out and realize that this is actually naturally us. And we sometimes we call this wisdom. Through the latter half of your years, you tend to reflect and think, I'm a bit more like that. I'm a bit more go, go you know, gun ho, go get. Um, actually, do you know what? I'd love to be a part of a team. I, I love starting things. It's amazing. The variety is amazing. Or in an S energy, do you know I just want to be a part of a team? I don't want to be the front runner. Not interested. I've got a bit of money and I'd rather do something did it for me or do it with them or help them through. So I want to be a leader. I don't want to be the front with the front picture. Mm. If we go to the fourth energy, then we can start to rehearse this in, a, in people's worlds and hopefully assimilate it for you all. A compliant individual is exactly what it says. Compliancy. It's more about conscientiousness, which means they think things through. They contemplate more. They put things into strategy, into structure, into plans, into simple steps. So if you find yourself being one of those sort of individuals, by the way, none are better than the other. Yes. None, including most of the other. No three. right or wrong. No right or wrong. Yeah. And the other three, we only identify them so you can actually understand yourself. But the, the other three, the D, the I, and the C, Sometimes frown upon the S saying, oh, you're a weak person. But actually, the S energy is the one who's always themselves. They always are that caring, humbling individual. Unless you challenge one of their families, members, and, and put them into some kind of strife, mm -hmm. then they, they become very strong mm -hmm. and they're the most stable. But the C energy, compliant, order, structure, brilliant for operations, yeah. brilliant for delivery. Much more analytical, much more analytical process thinking things through they'll have all of the planning in place yeah, the this is the kind of person that uh, says I need to understand all the strategy and all the steps before I start absolutely yeah. so in those situations they're needed for the grounding of the organisation but sometimes they miss out on an opportunity there's a beautiful quote that says if it's uh, if it looks like a duck 
walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Don't take a blood sample and DNA yeah. and it and wait three weeks because the duck's going to be flown off. Yeah. It'll flown off by then. Yeah. So sometimes time is of essence. Analysis paralysis is a, a analysis state. Paralysis. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. So sometimes individuals can can take that step. So they both of these two are introverted energies. They need the time personally to recharge themselves. But going back to the compliant, the compliant um, is a very necessary part for anal analysis of deal structure. Sometimes they'll miss a deal when the statistical evidence doesn't allow them to follow it through. But somebody who's maybe been more dominant, they take it on. Yes, it's so a it deal. Uh, the risk adverseness as well. Yes, yes. that's right. They they're not at all risk adverse. They, they they want to basically be risk planned. Yes, and then on the other side, the D will take if they can see something that somebody else can't do, and they tend to be quicker to see this. Yes. They don't want the detail. Then what, they'll take the bigger risks, yeah. whereas the others will take very small risks. Yes, absolutely. And you'll find through cycles of all these four people, the two at the either ends, um, the extroverted energies, the, the I and the Ds, tend to go through so much more psych uh, financial cycles. They'll relationship cycles, financial cycles. They're quicker. They'll make uh, you know gun-ho decisions, jerk reaction from the, from the corner. They'll, they'll shoot before thinking, that kind of thing. But that doubt also is necessary in this world. We need to move things further forward. They're also the ones who tend to push the boundaries for what's achievable. And so I've seen it myself where somebody is compliant and analytical or the introverted into from S and risk adverse. The highest risk adversity is from the S energy. They really think things through. They've got to feel it right. They're emotional. And they will not risk anything. They're the last person to risk. Yeah. But the moment they bond an S energy, the moment they bond with the speaker, with the trainer, with the educator, or with a business product, um, they're there for lifelong. Mm -hmm. They're very loyal because that's just what their life's made yeah. of. They tend to see the people for the truth. Does that make sense? So now, if you've worked with color, then your dominant D is a red. The influencer I is yellow, both extroverted. And then your um, S stability is your green, logically eco and stuff. And then your compliant or conscientious C is blue. So there you can see that within me. So those are the kind of profiles. And the real key to unlock yourself, which is what I kind of like really focus on with human beings, their potential is to be unlocked when you really truly understand who you are, is when you can start taking action with the surname. So just to interject a little bit there, when we think about the context of a, a learning environment, a classroom, a workshop or something we're learning in, and um, if you've ever experienced sitting in a workshop, uh, listening to a trainer delivering something, there's 50 people in the room, they're all receiving the same information. You get the same 50 people back a year later, they'll be in very different positions. Correct. Some will be flying, some are still trying to get their information together. And I think this links back nicely to actually they, they're all different personalities and they'll do things in different ways and they're not all being necessarily supported in the right way to all move together forward. That's just being delivered the information and left to interpret it however spot on. Now that's what I've noticed with yourself, Saj, um, after listening to yourself and actually being privy to your knowledge that you've got a natural way. I also know that you do do a psychometric assessment, obviously a simpler version, so that the whole of your team and yourself can actually adapt and connect with each one of the of your students that come through. So that's something very unique. And I think I applaud all people who do that. 
because we're all different people at different times of our life. Yeah. And what we need to do is realize that our nature, which is how I am inside, is how I digest information going in, is always the same. Our habits, our natural habits, are driven from us inside. And you'll find that you always go to a standard style of habit. If you're a dominant, you tend to want some form of, of, of uh, adversity, uh, disbelief, people saying you can't do that. So you want to be challenged a little yes. bit. And then if you're an I nature, you want to be you want to be kind of center of attention. You want to say, um, yes, that's possible. Good. I can see it happening. I'll, I'll go first. And if you're an S energy, you also want to have people grounding you and say, trust me, it's guaranteed. If you take these 10 steps, you'll get outcomes and we'll support you all the way. And then you see conscientiousness type of brain needs all the facts and figures in advance so that we can shift them forward for their benefit as quick as possible as well. Yeah. yeah. So four types of way of seeing the world. The key unlock is to understand that we are externally somebody, like a jumpsworth or we show up in the world in a particular way. Is that really me? No. The reality is if you can be inside and outside aligned, or at least be very aware of who you are inside, genuinely scientifically with one single report, you could you can unlock your potential in an unrivaled manner. Why? Because you will understand this is how I work. This is my reality. There are kind of like if I just touch four or five stages of life or 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 phases of your life. Mm-hmm. So as a as a child from um, zero to seven years old, we call this the imprint period. The imprint period is principally whatever anybody teaches you. Well, after you've created the bond of trust, all four profiles will say, okay, I trust you. Mm-hmm. So if a mum says, son, this is a table, this is a sofa, that's what it is. But if she tells you this is a uh, a television, then somehow you've got to think, well, okay, that's a television. And that becomes your reality. Yeah. So this is that early stage of uh, profiling, early stage of imprinting the information in your brain till seven years old. Hence, it's that important to catch a girl children early and support them mm-hmm. in this evolution with with some structures. They need parameters at that age. The next phase is what we classify from seven to 14. It's also known as the imprint, uh, imprint plus, but it's also the modeling period. The modeling period specifically is when the child's kind of come from, this is what this is, this is what this is, and to a stage of saying, how do I use it now? So we've got, this is a, a sofa. Okay, so how do I use it? I know I sit in it, but why am I sitting in it? How does dad sit in it? How does it cross his legs? So they'll tend to pick up the cup the same way. You'll see little antics running through, male or female, it doesn't matter. But they'll see externally. After seven, they start to realize there's the consciousness about them. Up until that point, there's an old saying that says, a child is under the hand of God. Mm-hmm. And that's because they generally don't have a consciousness. They just, everything's input, 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 input. Yes. This is reality. Yeah. Which is why some of them, they'll be more brave doing things because they're not so concerned about the you of others at that stage yet. Yes, they don't even know there's another. They're not even looking at color. They don't look at how they look. Yeah. They'll emulate you, but they don't really know what's happening. So yeah. after the age of five, most of our, our religious orders say that the, the hand of God slowly raises itself away mm-hmm. because that's the awakening of consciousness. Yeah. So they're going from five, six, seven, they start to think questions. And questions is the name shift between all of these phases of life. 
So you've got four types of psychology, but you've also got the phases of how it interacts, interacts in your life. And I'm making this relevant to you because if you're on this journey, you're trying to get into property, you need to understand there's a phase of learning, imprinting. There's a phase of modeling. How do I do this? Who do I follow? How can I take the next step? Which is why you need a mentor. Hence that modeling period. And then from 14, so 7 to 14 is modeling. From 14 through to 21 is classified as socialization. So as children, your mum, your dad, and then your school teacher. Yeah. You know, you're in that school environment. You've now got an external teacher telling you, this is blue, this is black, this is pink, this is purple. And, you know, the world is round. And, and then you go, oh, wow. Even though your parents may have told you, you're going to come back and say, yeah. Mr. Smith said to me today, the world is round. Mm-hmm. And your mum and dad are going to go, yes, yeah, yeah, we kind of told you. But it doesn't matter. You know, it's okay. It's good. And that's socialization, which makes human interaction. So if we liken this process towards a student of yours, the first stage is education, 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 imprint. This is the key. Mm-hmm. After education has been achieved to a certain extent, we then move to modeling. So you need to handhold into action. After that has taken place, you walk into socialization, which is community, when they start to connect with all the rest of the people in your communities. And they say, right, okay, so how can I how can I get this done? How can I get some more funding done? They've got the imprint. They've got the modeling. They've done a couple of things, but they want to go bigger. Mm-hmm. So they think, how do I need more? So they're asking influential questions. They're saying, um, okay, so how can I raise a million, please? Have you done that before? Has anyone done that socialization? And then we walk into the final phase, which I'll talk about today, which is the fourth one. And well, that's actually far. I'll go to the fifth one today, if you don't mind, uh, which is called maturity. So in 21, so we've got zero, seven, imprint 714 modeling 1421 socialization and then 20 21 to 28 seven year phase again is classified as maturity mm-hmm. in normal world in the outside world if you're trying to liken this is that kind of like a post uni or post working up to 21 you're thinking well, i wake up at six o'clock i wake up and then i do it this way no i don't do it that way you tend to become a bit more rehearsed and reflective and you you've, you've lost a little bit of the uh, frivolous, gun-ho, you know, maverick, uh, more bohemian style from a from being a social environment. You know, like someone says, we'll stay up till five o'clock and we'll go to work next day. No worries. Yeah, let's do it. You know, that's the, the teenagers. And then when you come to your 20s, you think, ah, it didn't quite work for me. They should reflecting. It didn't work. So then you'll slow down a little bit and you'll think about, I wake up this. This is what I want to do. And then towards the latter half of 26, 28, again, questions start. Each one of these phase shifts. 14, 15, you get a lot of questions. It usually starts between 12 and 14. Um, five, you'll see in your children, five and seven, they tend to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So as an educator, it's unbelievably powerful to identify when the student's ready to shift to the next phase. And that's when they're asking really structured, good quality questions, which is wanting to move them forward. I'm sure you've seen that in each of these phases. In maturity, they've tended to done a few things they've got a job they're sticking to a particular process and format so it's helpful to them and so what i mean by that is is they've referred and they've reflected and they think no i'm good at sales or no i'm good at the analytics or no i'm good at leading or no do you know what i I, i'll keep the team together i'm very comfortable with that so they tend to see themselves in reflection at maturity now 
20 to 35, if I can just finalize with this, there is another one, it's called maturity plus. Right. So 20 to 35 years old, they tend to have a, a human tends to have a maturity plus when they're thinking, okay, so kind of know who I am. I can't, I think. I've kind of done things which I've achieved and things which I haven't done had a great result. So I'm mature. Maybe I'm settled. Maybe I'm in the space. Maybe I've got a good life. Maybe I'm balanced. But what is my true purpose on this planet? What am I really here for? That's those questions. What am I going to leave on this planet? They start to think at 28. Children, family, relationships. Um, am I stable in finances? Do I really want to do what I'm doing for the rest of my life? Those sort of things. And at each one of these shifts, you'll get a code word of individuals joining your yeah. mentoring programs. And the power is that you're actually quite okay with this sort of subset, so you can pick it up quickly. So they're the kind of phases. It's like if they're in, if I like this to one of your students or a property in person, you need to learn, 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 imprint, period. Model others, so you need a mentor. And then you move to socialization, so you need a network of people, so you show yourself up in the world. And then from the final phase in maturity, you've tried a few things and you kind of get to know and say, I am a developer. I am a rent to renter. I do service to accommodation. You now try to establish yourself and you kind of know what you're doing and you picked up excellences, good practices. These sort of things will come in place. You're maturing. And then maturing plus is like sometimes a lot of us, we start thinking about what am I going to leave on this planet? Mm. Could I help somebody else? Um, we actually start to look for people under our wing then. We start thinking, okay, why don't I help 10 people? I don't know if this makes sense. That is the kind of phase. Now, all of these phases are with every human being. Mm. Give or take the year. But each psychometric, each profile naturally will react in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so the dominancy, they'll, they'll blunder through it. They'll just push. And they don't see the failures. They're just seeing the positives. And they'll keep pushing through end goal, end goal, end goal. And they don't see any detail. They're just interested in, it's possible, right, I'll do it. They have self-belief. Get out of the way. Then you've got the eye. The eyes go phases. They want to be a part of a community. They want to be recognized, understood. They also want to be center of attraction. Mm. They like wearing the shiny things, right? So, And they're a bit like magpie approaches, so they'll pick things up and somebody says, rent to rent works. Off we go. And halfway they said, well, no, not rent to rent. Go rent to SA. They're over there. And then somebody says, Joe. I need somebody like you. Can you sell my properties now they're built? Yes, I'll do that as well. So they'll just keep jumping. And they don't tend to close. All we've got to do is realize which one of these are yes. with an actual method, uh, method and scientific report. And you can pick the pitfalls out and kind of like plan the future thing it to, to guarantee to be a success yeah. Yeah, in some way. And it's, I guess I'm just thinking about um, as we're talking about this. So for example, let's say somebody who's going to do rent to rent 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 for example part of that process is is standing yourself to the agent or the landlord as to why they should give you that property now if you're very introverted in your profile or you're very analytical either you'll be very uncomfortable in that stage of sending that's not your normal state or you may over analyze spend too much time analyzing as you said and, and somebody else has come mm. in and taken taken the deal it's recognizing these things so we can we can get the best out of ourselves yes. so if i could just um amplify that for yourself we've been given the positives let's look at some of the drawbacks so if you're listening to this podcast today or watching it you'll notice you're a tough person who tends to 
take action and get successful, but people around you don't stay with you. You're not so good at figures. Sometimes you're kind of you're like in guessworking, yeah. and you you try not well, follow the gut. I'm pretty certain this is going to work. Mm. I can see that being sold. So you're visualizing perfectly, but um, you you overspend because you're not really seeing the details, and the team around you doesn't seem to stay. They're like, um, "Thank you, Sophie, um, but you're not a nice guy to work with." And <laughs> off you go, and off you go. So they disappear. Now, on the same token. You could be a person who's seeing themselves as uh, your great starters and you start the ball rolling, but somehow you just can't close. You can sell easily, but you can't close the deal, the negotiation. You'll, you'll be building the websites, the amazing logos, and you'll be preparing everything and getting ready, but not actually getting the deal. No, get, no, no, no deals are closed, but you're starting. You're doing all the stuff around it, all this, uh, and yeah. keeping busy, but not getting it done. Yeah, we, we all know the busy fool type scenario. I'm not calling it a bit fool here, but the thing is, anybody who's busy without purpose and intensity in action they are fooling themselves yes, that's not it's not productive you're busy but not necessarily productive yes and so you've got the d who tends to lose all the people around them the assets and more importantly the the team team assets because they're unaware and they just push people away but they're not interested you know go that's it thank you bye bye i don't need you anymore now if they knew they would sustain and retain the other three energies so now let's look at the having that awareness to actually I'm maybe not so great at this thing and actually by being aware of that and become conscious of it rather than being subconscious. You've hit the nail on the head. This one point that you've just said there, Sanj, is the key. The key is, do I know my nature, my natural state? You know, people have heard the, the conversational saying, well, I start my nature to do that. But we make that frivolous conversation. But the reality is, do we really know our nature? That's what we're talking about. Mm. If you know your nature, you're going to accelerate very quickly. You won't have to wait for 10 failures to realize I'm not really good at that. Um, or I, I push people away or I'm quite rude. You know, I'm not thought about it properly. And I don't do detail very well. And, uh, you know, your person doesn't like doing paperwork and stuff. So they're the extroverted engines. They don't like the detail. Mm. And on the other side, you've got the influencer, who's pushing, starting, 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 plate spinning, we call it. And then you've got that sort of entity running around where people are plate spinning and you should be able to identify yourself. And the, but the key for today is identify which is you think is your natural and probably reach out to a podcast and see whether there's an assessment that you can take that really gives you an assessment understanding. Uh, moving forward, and obviously, if anybody wants, I can share that link with yourself if it helps. Yeah, we can put that in the description. Without a doubt. And then they can take the assessment, and it's so simple. It's half an hour of your life, and you get a 51-page report, which is life-changing. Um, so, come back to the eye. The eye is a starter, not necessarily a closer. They're brilliant front runners, though. Both extroverted energies. Driving things up. Driving things further forward. Man, not necessarily finishing. Now, on the same token, let's go to the S energy. Without the S energy, you don't retain your stuff. You don't retain your team. There's no coordination. They don't talk to each other. There's constant conflict without an S. And these are the stability people who really care about the people inside the house. So they'll make sure uh, that Saj and the people in your students are, if there's okay, no problem. If there's a problem, we'll resolve it. And they'll put the right person in contact to make it well, to make it make success a higher yeah. result. Yeah. And then you've got also the seek and blind engine, which we've already spoken about, the analytical, the process, the structure that needs to put order and operational process in place in developments and, and making sure things are repeatable. The successful person in I have to say, from my humble opinion, 
and some of my own journeys have been to identify these people within each company that I own. So that you've got a leader, you've got a person who can sell, which is the S. You've got a person who, a director at the top end who drives the leadership of the company, who's aware though. The I energy, who's a great salesperson, but is aware of that. They know they can start, but they're not finishers. And then you've got the S energy who knows that they're in HR community and they'll keep it all together. It's a very important voice and the frameworks disappear. And then the C, compliance, conscientiousness, who is putting the method behind it, the analytics, the process, the steps behind it. Again, they may miss the operational. They'll miss the point if they haven't got the rest of the team. And the successful companies that I've built and that I'm sure you're building now and today is when all four natures and energies and thought processes are together. Yeah. They're working together cohesively, knowing their own pitfalls and falls. So that's one of the key things I think we should suggest. And often you see for in practice space people talking about working with other people and joint ventures. Partnership is a common way to grow in and essentially how I, I, I grew my business. But uh, thinking back about my journey as well, what many mistakes that I made in the early part is um, we very quickly resonate with somebody who we see like ourselves. And let's say you get a, a D makes a, a connection with another D very easily because they, they, they see similar things. And if they work together, you amplify those strengths even more, but you're leaving a huge hole. Beautifully said. And so, yes, you might get some quick wins, but the chance of that succeeding is slim. In my, in my mind, it, it's much more likely to fail because it's not holistic. Yeah, it's not complete. <clears throat> it's not, um, uh, in our language, called it some boron. It's not complete within yeah. itself. Now, I'm kind of with you 100% on that. We do attract, if we are unaware, this is the key, what you're saying. If you're unaware of yourself, you will attract two people and look the same, act the same, wear the same colors, um, have the same profile. Yet we naturally, a D to a D, I to an I, S to an S, C to a C. It's like we're talking the same language. Same yeah. language. Same everything. You know, your body language is the same. You're more in common, we call it. Yep. So that's really great when you're, when you're unaware. And yes, it's to chance. The real healed investors, like, I suppose, maybe if I'm accounted for one of those sort of individuals in a humble way, uh, whatever I have in my life is not mine, you know, it's, it's the divine anyway. So I'm only sharing information that's probably already out there and has come from wherever it is in a humble way. We'll be much more savvy in who we're putting right person, right job. <laughs> and once you're aware of this, you'll start to see your failures or your weaknesses, and you'll start to attract that in your life. So if you're a dominant D and you realize that you're kind of losing staff, you're burning people, you'll realize you need somebody who can, who can actually support you properly and keep the team together. So you'll attract one of the most powerful energies, which is the S energy, mm -hmm. which most people perceive to be the weakest energy, mm -hmm. especially the strongest, the most resilient. That, yeah. Together. Blue, most resilient, most consistent such. And they're the ones who are most trustworthy out of all of them. And they rarely let you down. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the C, who is going to be part of the analytical team, the planning, the projections, and actually following the project through. Yeah. So when you're looking for joint venture people, you need all four energies together. And in, I'm sure in your masterclasses and your networking, people will be looking, once they've gone through from imprint to modeling, when they're in the socialization stage, they're thinking of this, hopefully, when well, all of my mentors definitely are, they're thinking of how they can fulfill the spaces, the gaps, the blind spots 
within their own nature with another person. So a person as a D needs to match up with the other three, an I needs to match up with the other three, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And when somebody's starting out, they may be thinking, well, actually, I, I don't have a team right now. I don't have these people. But even when we start out on our own, we are working with other people, yeah. external people. It's the solicitor, it's the architect, it's the accountant, it's the builder. All of these people loosely are your team. And by being aware and understanding uh, your your own profile and being able to identify others, it means you know how to get the best out of them. Yeah. So rather than complaining the builders are doing this, they're constantly letting me down, if we understand them better, we may be able to get uh, better results for ourselves. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. And, uh, you know, blame culture is when we've actually, we don't look at our own pitfalls. We think, well, I told the builder to do this and didn't do it properly. Well, maybe you didn't tell them properly or you didn't even, you couldn't read their profile. Yeah. Because we automatically assume everybody's like us. Yes. yes. So I am a D and I assume that he should be a D as well. Yes. Uh, it's interesting you say that. I think, uh, and we were talking about uh, my uh, journey into property and uh my, my first business in IT, I was very unaware of all these things. And it's only when I started getting involved in property, one of the first things or the first books that were given weren't really about property. They were personal development. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I, I just want to learn about property. Can you just give me the property. D? Can you give me the the way to get the results? Yeah. Um, but actually, that's where I became, uh, um, I'm probably knowledgeable is the wrong word, on this journey of understanding people better and understanding myself better yep. and how to get the best out of situations, how to get the best results by being aware of other people. That's beautifully said there, Saj. And if you remember the, the imprint period, so every single thing, every phase of our life, everything we do has to follow the same flow, the modeling period. It has to go from knowledge, input, foundational understanding, a floor is a floor, a chair is a chair, uh, a rent to rent, what is it? What is rent? What is a property? What isn't designated? Or is it commercial, non-commercial? All these principles, which I'm, I'm so humbled to have um, been schooled in by both my mother, Gurmind Gaur Wahiwala, and my father, uh, Rindhisang Wahiwala, who were were unbelievable shining sh shining stars in my life. And, and more importantly, I attribute all of this to the divine and both of them. And my siblings, obviously, as well. Uh, we're a very tight family as the Wahiwala uh, Khandan family. So they always advised and were there as a mentor, which is the power of a mentor, which is what like you do and what I do within certain key environments. If we look at knowledge, even when you're learning a new strategy, you have to learn the basics, which is called imprint. You have to learn how to use it, which is the modeling. Then we have to communicate with other people and start to test it, which is socialization. And then we reach maturity. And only then... Can we start to get in the state and say, aha, this is how I do it. This is what I do. This is how to do it. And I get good results. And then we start thinking, okay, so how can I leverage it? Which is the maturity plus. That's, that's really the key. Yes. And I think that's beautifully put because it shows there's actually different steps towards getting results. And would he, do you think it'd be fair to say it's maybe at the socialization things where we are uh, aware of what other people might be thinking, that if I get this wrong, what if I fail, what's the risk, what's the consequences? And that can lead to indecision and not moving forward. Is that right. a socialization phase? It's great. I think, um, if I can just enhance that a little bit, uh, it, it happens in all phases, I'm afraid. Okay. Because if you're a person who's unsecure, insecure, if you don't know your foundational padstones, if you don't know who you are, the start point on your sat nav, it doesn't make a difference who's with you, what's with you, you'll be insecure. You'll be double checking on something. So, for example, if you're a, uh, any one of the people, any one of those profiles who doesn't know themselves, 
in that first imprint period of knowledge, you'll be checking, am I getting it wrong? Am I not getting it wrong? Yep. Um, uh, do I understand this? And in some cases, well, I don't need it mm-hmm. because your arrogance ego takes place. And another one will be, okay, I'd go around trying to help everybody else. So these are all the, the profiles. I'm just randomly seeing them on yeah. purpose so they're not easy. And then we move into modeling, which is what I'm actually starting to understand. Sanj, what would I do here? Um, uh, okay, so if I'm raising capital, where sh- what should I be looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, can I get this kind of finance? Uh, is bridging good for me? These are the questions. Okay, mm-hmm. And then they all double check again. Am I getting it wrong? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter where you are. As long as you don't, if you know yourself, you'll know your cycle, your power code, I call mm-hmm. it. If you know that power code, you are your own best chance of success, if you can understand. And in socialization, again, they'll see somebody else doing it slightly different to themselves, such. And then thinking, could I have done it that way? Or should I have done it that way? Well, the reality is, if you know yourself, you're usually taking the right journey. Maturity is when they're looking back and say, well, did I make enough money? Why did I make a loss? And that could be another challenge again. And then in the final phase of there's more, there's 11 pages, but pinch maturity plus, they may be contemplating. If I sell, show somebody else, how do I show them? Mm-hmm. Uh, will they get the same results? Do I look like an idiot then? Will it be silly? That kind of thing. So I think it's very powerful. If you want to actually, at this particular point, maybe some of your your mentees or people who are following you now on your podcast and uh, YouTube channel, they might be thinking, which one am I? Mm-hmm. Because I can give you some antics, you've already got that. But I can give you a really quick assessment if anybody wants it. I think that would be really beneficial and useful to do that. So we call this the self-identifiance. And this is an internal cognitive thought conversation. So it's the unconscious mind, the heart center, the conscious mind, the brain. So how do you dialogue that internal hypnotic tongue, you know, the little little chimp, as some people call it, you know, in the background. I don't call it that, but, you know, your inner voice is what I'm interested in. How is that? understood how are you actually identifying it but it's it's really simple now actually it's the first time i'm sharing this on anybody else's podcast it's usually my own stuff um with humble honesty mm-hmm. and i find the integrity in yourself that's why i'm bringing it forward mm-hmm. there is a power it's like a it's like a rhetorical identifier this is what creates your habits unconsciously so you don't know it's happening but you realize that you tend to do certain things certain ways yeah. and you're trying to think, well, why am I doing it that way? You know, why did I do it that way? You, somebody loves it about you or somebody hates it about you, whatever it is. So if you're, if you're thinking you're a dominant D, there has to be one, this is in my book, but I haven't published yet. There has to be one rhetorical question that comes up that never gets answered, but is running in the background of every single action. And that is, am I winning? And that's it. Bar none. Whatever you do, if you're standing in the room, am I winning? I'm the first one there. Did I get across the line first? If it's a new strategy, okay, am I going to do it first? Am I going to win with it? Everything's about am I winning? If it's if you are a person who's not unconscious, uh, consciously, but maybe unconscious thinking, oh, yeah, I've got to get there first. I've got it there. I'm, I, all right, I can do this. Let's do it. You'll really realize that you're probably a dominant nature. And the quicker you can get an assessment in place, the quicker you can become a palatable individual and you increase your success ratio. So if you want to win, you better start to learn so very quickly. Then the I energy. The I energy has got a very interesting question as well. Their rhetorical question is, am I being loved? And that's it. They do anything for somebody as long as they get their adoration back. 
it's got to be about love. I'm, I'm, we're still friends, aren't we? You know, we're still friends, aren't we? Mm. Or the, uh, the deal would be saying, yeah, but I did it first. Yeah. First, I'm good. They have those pats on the backs. Yeah. And the nine angel would say, we're, we're still friends, aren't we? Haven't said anything wrong, hi, Satch. We're still friends, right? And they'll be in that sort of stage. So if you're going through life and you're taking actions based upon, am, uh, am I still being loved? You care what other people think of you. You're very much probably an I nature, both extroverted I and D. So walk into the introverted section, the S energy. The S has one rhetorical question. And I'm really, really thinking twice about this because I, I've never really shared this information in public agenda on the podcast. So I'm very humbled as well. <laughs> the S energy constantly thinks, am I safe? And it's all about safety. And for them, it's like, well, if I put the money, is it safe? Am I safe in this room? Are the people around me safe? Everything has to be around the edge of safety. And it's a rhetorical. Life gets answered. Yeah, about protection. Protection, safety, uh, balance, and is everybody okay? It's about safety, even their own. And by the way, none of these are better than the other, just to yeah. clarify. You know, we're all equal in this thought. But we just need to know in what frequency, in what, what intensity we have each one of these to have, and that's where the report comes in. And the final will see... Please listen to the words exactly. It's that important to listen to it. It's not, am I right? Not at all. It's, I am not wrong, am I? That the rhetorical obsession between all of these four energies, the D, am I winning? It's obsessive. Yeah. The I, am I being loved? Oh, I need to be loved. I need to be liked. And that's the I obsession. You have the S obsession of safety, security, assurity. And then you have the C, compliant, conscientiousness, and I'm not wrong, am I? So that they overdo the analytics, the get on the rise, the double check, and the double check, double check, quadruple check, and the validation of other people, what you were just saying. So these are the secrets of understanding yourself. So in property, this is relevant to anything, by the way, in life, Sanj, but in a big property podcast, you should be thinking, okay, so which one of these four languages am I talking rhetorically to oneself, and how am I going to move forward? And in each case, in your case, if you find yourself an unlocking mentor, life becomes complete. You start to have better success. You start to reflect quicker. You understand the pros and cons of other people around you, your power teams, how you can actually take them forward with you. And success becomes repeatable consistently and much more frequently. Yeah. That's the secret. Yeah, and that's really interesting. I mean, I've never heard the question being put in that way before, and I, I really found that beneficial, actually. So I've never, never heard it be put in that way. And when I start working with people, for example, uh, when I'm mentoring somebody, one of the first things we do, like a strategy session, and the strategy session really is a case of, look, we've got a goal where we want to get to, but let's take some time to understand where we are now, as we were talking about earlier. Correct. You know, what, what are the strengths we're running? Even the simplistic, like, SWOT analysis. You know, what, what resources do we have available? You know, is time a challenge? Now, are we going to be able to tap into money? What skills do we already have that we can maybe transfer from a different uh, experience in life that can be used over here? Mm. And how can we put all those strengths together and find a strategy that's going to give us the, uh, what I call the low-hanging fruit, what's going to give us the result the easiest? And then where can we plunk into gaps where the strengths may not be there with other people by identifying them. So that's brilliant. And it's very few people that I've met who meet who actually are educating other people who actually are very aware of those processes, including the knowledge of where they are in their phase. Mm. Each person is unique. 
And each person has a different frequency of each one of these, an intensity. But everybody's also on a common journey, and the common journey is the imprint, modeling, socialization, maturity, maturity plus. So we've got, as a mentor, a lot on our heads. Um, I'm grateful that we've taken over 1,600 companies into existence, oh. over 38,000 you know, private clients have actually physically worked with us. And the vision is to create genuine human beings with integrity. But a lot of the time we find that people have lost their integrity not because they wanted to dupe somebody. They've kind of had enough of losing because they don't know themselves. They've never taken the time to self-reflect or they know how it's an, a, an elder, a parent, a friend, a family member, or a mentor like yourself who's actually exposed their natural tendencies. And this is where the thoughts of nurture have to be a part of it. Nature is your nature, yeah. and then we also need nurture. So people like yourself, um, so important in this world. Thank you. Um, so again, this has been, uh, part of us has been a little bit different to what we normally do. And people often think about, I need this tactic, I need this step to be able to get forward, and I need to see what can I learn from this person. And I think the, the key learning here is we need to understand ourselves first. Yes and understand how we can serve and help other people, how they can best serve and help us, and that's where we can get the best results. So coming back to the very first question where we started with is what stops people from getting the results? Um, and the fear often is it's where we're starting from and the understanding of, our, uh, of ourselves. And lack of knowledge and awareness of where we are, or even that there is a process to follow. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about a, a, a holistic process, and kind of like above all, you've there are... After learning all of these things about yourself and property, trust me, I'm very established within property and real estate. So one of the key things that we portray is we've got to get ourselves right. Mm -hmm. And that's the first key before we step forward. So the success ratio increases exponentially when they actually, when you actually know yourself, you have a success factor, you have a resonance, you have settlement, you have understanding with yourself. You, you, you're a happier person. You can repeat things, whichever D I S or a C, if you're an S and you wanted to step forward, you'll be able to pull dominant influencer and stability and compliance energies together. The key and the secret is to have all four energies. We are all four. You, if you're a solopreneur and if somebody's thinking I'm, I'm on my own, you can still take action by bringing the reflective team, you know, the, the architect, the mentor, who can then extrapolate the knowledge and bring it in together. There is some, there's a three phase. It's like, kind of like four phases, it's three phase that people need to understand about within success in any level. So whether it's property, whether we're talking about rent to rent, whether we're talking about ownership, whether development, whether it's uh, flipping, whether it's BRR, whatever you want to talk about, BNV purchasing, sourcing, which is a big one again these days. Um, all of these are about having the right people around you. But the key is to be able to not make a guess at those people, is to be able to read them, yeah. to be able to see their psychology, the nano muscle tensions, and, and see the color frequencies, the way they talk, language. And I have a course which teaches this to people. Um, if anyone would like, I'll send a link with you. Thank you. One of the, the core focus is three steps of understanding is clarity with an intention. So it's clarity, a plan with action. Yes. And finally, most importantly, time set aside with intensity. There, I've not met a single, single successful entrepreneur in any genre. The reason why I speak across large amounts of uh, verticals, whether it's in property, real estate, import, export, retail, uh, e-tail, etc. The key is to have an intensity plan. 
and you've got to sort of like you've got to live eat sleep it over a period of short period of time so it's intense yeah. so even if it's marketing for example you've got to get clear on your message if you're trying to get into property you've got to say what is my strategy who am i what am i trying to do so one of the key things just to look at is uh who and why i'm doing it who am i who is this for and why am i doing it that's one of the key things for yourself the second phase would be to say what specifically am i trying to get done what are the facts the figures the understanding the the, the strategy the science is there a method that i can follow so it's the in knowledge yeah. Yeah, it's the next thing the third phase is okay i've got these two things i'm clear on where i'm going i kind of understand now i've got the right people around me and understand where my weaknesses are what i'm knowledging myself how do i use this now and so you get into the the how am i supposed to function factually take action use the people around me not use in a abrasive way in in a, in a humbling and a, um, amplifying way to yourself and adding your money to their world as well this is what power team if you show up in the world to help others they will help you and but you've got to have intensity and clarity because i've got a lot of people who excuse my um processing conversation here but you know you don't want to be woo woo about this you want to be uh if i do keep doing good by everybody i just keep doing good by everybody one day something good will happen to me no god helps he who helps himself yeah so you have to have clarity of thought you have to think who am i doing it for why am i even doing it what specifically am i doing and then you move further into okay how do i now use this knowledge what are my intense actions that's what i need to do and finally you can have most people out of pain they take more action so just to give you the statistics a man or a woman a person a human being is seven times more likely to take action in your room from a state of pain than happiness mm. seven times backed by harvard group of that, education that should get away from the pain rather than to move towards to happiness yeah it's that flame conversation if i grab the bottle and put your hand above it the flame you'd go ouch yeah. and that movement away from this is 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 instant and immediate which is that first gear approach getting the engine working strong and the wheels working slowly but you get then as soon as you're out of danger yes hand stops yeah so that's momentum up down up down up down and we we talk about i talk about this quite strongly yeah um so in context of that getting clear having the right people with you and then what would happen in my life if i didn't do this mm. so the last phase is that pain away from you can use that as a, a really powerful starter so sometimes you just come into your rooms and say oh, what what's my world going to look like without it not with it yes it's always great to have an end vision and growth those sort of things tend to be uh falling all the time and they're not but you want to push yourself away as in first game create some inertia in your world and that's usually away from energy so the what if is the last thing so the first thing is who and why second thing is what specifically third thing is okay how do i use it and the fourth thing is this is very important for intensity and focus is um what happened in my life if i didn't do this yeah. so it's that intensity in action and remembering one thing that you know if you're a person in life that's constantly going uh uh financially sound sound broke money broke money yeah. broke money broke, you might be listening to this that's not wrong it just means that you do no one's actually taking the time to show you what you're doing right or wrong um, and this is kind of stuff that we do in in people's brains that's basically an away from and away from and away from and away from when you're away from the fire you're broke you push yourself to get money again then you're broke yes. so it's you, the momentum is written by that because in our understanding i call it the power gold method method power golds that we took at a master pass where we put a proper plan in place that's followable for 10 years 
feet to know your end of life and 10 year planning yeah. so that you're actually pulled towards instead of pushed away. Yeah. So you're pulling towards something to an end goal. You still need those small little pushes and nudges. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But they need to fit into a plan for an end goal of, yeah. I want to help a million people on this planet. That should be a pull. That that means that you're going to slowly, steadily keep going, keep going, keep going, keep yeah. going. You're going from strength to strength. And people talk about why you're doing it, and yes. what's motivating, what's driving you. And when you when you have that strong why, and you you know what what the purpose is, then you are more inspired to keep going rather than having to constantly push and motivate yourself to move forward. That spot on, spot on. Yeah. And in those contexts, even the mentors need mentees, need, need to mentor, be mentored. And so those are the scenarios that I tend to be in. I'm one of the unsung heroes, keeping people on that end track. And where's the vision? Where's it going? And I was so grateful to have that within my life, within my parents as well. So sadly, both of them are gone since last year, but uh, you know they moved into the light and God bless them in their journey. God bless them. So okay, this has been an amazing conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time out to come and uh, speak to us as well and uh, a very inspirational and may you long continue to do this kind of work and serving many people. What's the best way for people to connect with you and engage and interact with you? Firstly, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. What a, um, an inspirational conversation. Sometimes we live for the best to come out in helping others and your questioning and your resonance itself has been very warming and uh, has, has inspired me to share more than I would usually. So I thank you for that with a security element. Um, honestly, it, this is a journey. People who tend to know me who have worked with me, they tend to work with me forever. Yeah. Um, for as long as I'm here on this planet and this journey, I, I generally serve and I'm, I'm very technical with how we help people. We truly use neuroscience to unlock their potential yeah. at any level, wherever they are in their life. Um, you know, it's, it's been wonderful in this conversation. It's so, such a breath of fresh air. Um, to be in and around people who are really truly trying to help other people. Um, my contact is very simple. If anybody would like to reach out, it's just, it's kind of like through any of my social medias, I'm sure. Alternatively, I'm very happy for people to have my mobile one. I, I'll happily share it now if you want it. People just WhatsApp me directly. They get to speak to me. I'm not an emailer. You can you can Google sukiwahiwana.com by all means, but to get to hold of myself directly, just UK, if it was around, I can share the uh, number in the description. Uh, yeah, as well, if you like, absolutely, and just you know, reach out to myself directly. But you're on all different social media platforms. Every social media, and reach you through there as well. Suki Wahiwala on any platform, they all lead to me. Alternatively, please communicate via yourself and just get hold of me. Thank you, and thank you so much. Such a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure to have been here. Thank you so much, family. All.